This is Fintech Unplugged with Suresh Vajani and me, Robert Kornich. So Robert, we should talk about something that I know you know nothing about. What's that? About charity. What? <laughs> <laughs> we should do some good things for good causes. What do you think? Good thing for good causes. Good causes, that's a good name. Yep. Let me type that in. Um, it looks like someone's already got that web domain. Forgoodcauses.org, that's yeah. a good domain. Who is it? Can you have a look? Someone called Steve. Steve, 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 Steve Wilkes. I think I know that guy. I think he was an Accenture. Let me go into LinkedIn and have a look. Yeah, he was at Accenture. Do you know him? I think I think I can... Uh, let me see if I can track him down. Can you call down. him? Give him a call. Let me give him a call. Hello, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you come over to the Gherkin? Okay. Is he in the kebab shop? Always. Accenture and kebabs go together like uh, chalk and cheese. No, wait a minute. That doesn't work. <laughs> Suresh, come on. <laughs> Help me out on this one. And Steve has joined us. Hello, Steve. Hello, Robert. Hello, Suresh. God, that, that's very um, corporate, isn't it? Well, I was, you know, once. Corporate? Very. And, and, um, and now? So after 25 years in big corps, uh, a friend of mine left two years ago, a little over two years ago, to set up a social enterprise payment company serving the charity sector. Charity? So 25 years in corporate UK, which is like the shark's den of money making, how to make it, how to screw everyone, and now you're doing charity? Felt like payback time. So you know what this means, Robert? What? There's hope for you. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> so look, you you know Steve. I've never met Steve before. Okay. I actually want to know more about because I wanted this domain. He's got this domain. I want to know what this is all about. Yeah. So That's Steve, what's, what's your elevator pitch? So what do we do? We work with charities to help them solve the problem of raising money. Most of charity funding historically has either been through grants or cash. We all know what's happening to cash, and government grants are only going in one direction. But the work that the charities do continues to be hugely important. Without them, there's massive effects on society. There's no cancer research goes on without charity, for example. Um, so we decided that we ought to put some of our skills and knowledge and experience into trying to address some of those problems. So we've set up a company, it's called For Good Causes, as you've already mentioned. So we do three things, really. First of all, we set the business up because Crispin Rogers, my business partner, used to run Shell's Global Loyalty Programmes for 20-plus years. And in the evenings, he used to uh, run a charity in his hometown. So he spent all day with multi-million pound budgets, and then he used to go home to work for the charity and couldn't pay the electricity bill. Wow. And we kind of tried to say, well, maybe there's something we can do there. A balance. A balancing point. In the UK alone, in the top 10 loyalty schemes, there's seven billion pounds of unused value sat there doing literally nothing. What? Seven billion. If you look at it, if you, and in the, there are 200 loyalty schemes. Conservatively, the number is probably closer to £35 billion in the UK alone. If you look at it globally, there is research that suggests the value of unused loyalty globally is greater than the value of UST. It's the biggest currency in the world. Unused loyalty. So this is like your Avios, yeah. your... Air miles, your miles. M&S points, all that stuff. Wow. Sitting there belonging to people and for about more than half of them, they don't get to use them because they don't ever build enough points or miles. So all these stuff that, that, that Suresh doesn't use and I don't use, what, how do you convert that to, to stuff for charity? Tell me. So we have to work with the retailers because the retailers hold the points and the miles, although 
practically the consumer owns them because their points have been awarded for doing things. Okay. What actually happens if the consumer doesn't use them is, in most cases, eventually those points expire. So I said to you, come and do this thing, shop in my store, buy this particular thing, and I'll give you some value. And then because you didn't use it quick enough, I'll whip it back away and burn it. We've done a lot of customer research around this topic, and consumers flipping hate that. Ah. You made me a promise, and then you've taken it away. What went wrong? So what we try and do is we work with the retailers say, there's a better way to solve this problem. Because it is a problem for the retailers. It's sitting there as a contingent liability on their balance okay. sheets. It's doing nothing for their customer relationships. In fact, it's probably making them worse. Okay. But they don't know what to do. So we said, say what you do, you make us a redemption option in your checkout site on your loyalty scheme. So for example, we're live with Quidco. Quidco's London-based, 7 million consumers across the seven UK. 7 million? Yeah. Wow. It's a, Suresh is checking his phone to see how many Quidco points he's got at the moment. They're a fabulous company. We've known them for quite a long time from our visa days. Yeah. And they were the first retailer to come on board and say, yes, we, we get wow. the pitch. Uh, so we went live with them in pilot in February of this year. And now as a Quidco customer, any one of those 7 mi uh, million, they can choose to use their Quidco cashback to donate to the charity of choice. And, and that, is that starting to actually generate real money? Not yet. Not yet. So we've been we've used the last six months to get all the back uh, all of the tech built, get all the processes designed and working. It's it is live with Quidco, but we haven't done any significant marketing around it okay. yet. Okay, that all starts in December. Wow, um, that's not far away. We've sponsored UK Charities Week, which is the largest charity social media event in the in the country in the year, um, and we will be using Charities Week to get the charities to say to their supporters. Here's a way you can support us without getting your wallet out. The man on the street. It could be a woman. Yeah, my name's Ellen. Ellen. So, Ellen, do you have loyalty cards? Of course I have, yeah. Oh, okay. I have got boots cards and, um, yeah. Yeah? Um, supermarket cards and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So do you, do you always use up your points? Yeah, pretty much. Have you ever had a situation where you've had loyalty points and suddenly they've disappeared? You know, they've been clawed back because you've not used them? No. Have you seen any of these uh, loyalty schemes that allow you to donate your points to a charity? No. No. Okay. If you had a chance, if you went to uh, to the store or something and they said you've got five pounds, do you want to donate it to charity or spend it on, do you think you might be tempted to... Yeah, I probably would be actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's quite good to give to charity, isn't it? Would you like to be able to donate the, those points to a local charity rather than yeah, a national? Yeah, I would do. Yeah, yeah like what sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, pretty much the local ones, or the main ones, you know. So, okay. like the Mary Carey and the cancer ones, and okay. Like Hi, I'm Karen. Do you use a loyalty card or loyalty cards from any of the high street shops or online stores? Anything yeah, like yeah, that? I do. Yes. Which ones do you use? Um, so I use Tesco's okay. massively, Boots and Superdrug. I think a few years ago I had Marks and Spencers. Have you ever had a, a card that you've been earning points on and then suddenly the points have expired? Nope, no, I've never experienced that. Oh, okay. Have you, have you heard of it ever? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, actually. I'm thinking, oh, I better go and check now. Well, well some do. I think some, some of the, <laughs> oh, really? the, the, big, yeah, the big guys, they have like an expiry. You, know, you earn them and then you don't use oh. them for like two years or whatever. They wipe them out. Oh, right. Yeah. No. I don't think Tesco's do that. No. But I think they're all right. Good. <laughs> Have you ever donated any points to charity? No. 
Would, do you think you might if there was an option to do that? Um, you just tend to think that's my reward. I'm going to take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my reward. That's awful, isn't it? But yeah, I don't think I've ever been asked. The man on the street. It could be a woman. Wow, that was some interesting answers, Sir F. What did you think? If I was a retailer, would I not think? You know what? I just I would rather that the points expire. It's a headache that I don't have to deal with. Otherwise, I have to almost fulfil on something. So. What I'm saying is, as a merchant, what am I getting for that? So when we started the company, that was my biggest single worry, Suresh. You're basically saying to a retailer, you know all that money that's sitting in your bank account? How about we give it away for you? That's the basic outcome of what we do. That was the thing that I thought would, would be a problem when we went and talked to retailers. The great surprise is it hasn't been at all. With pretty much no exceptions. Every time we've gone and spoken to a big retailer, a bank, an airline... They've all gone, yeah, we actually do have that problem. We set, they set the loyalty schemes up for a reason. They're trying to drive consumer behaviour. They're trying to drive consumer engagement. If you don't do anything with the points and then you redeem them, it does the opposite. That's a real problem for them. So we were giving them a way to say to their consumers, we care about the things you care about. Because a bit, an important part of our pitch or our product is it's not just money given to any charity it's money given to the charity that you care about. So you choose. And there's lots and lots of research that shows that actually we're the second most philanthropic nation on the, in, in the world. UK? Yeah. If you divide GDP by charitable giving, we come out number two. North America is number one. But people care about the things they care about. I might care about cot death. I lost a child 25 years ago to cot death. You might care about prostate cancer. You might care about rehabilitation and veterans. You might care about dogs. You can't tell me what to care about, and I can't tell you. But if I say to you, you can use this value to support the thing you care about, and you don't have to get your wallet out, I've improved my relationship with you. And most retailers do say it in that way. So could you explain the mechanism? Let's say I've got loyalty points in Harrods, right? And I <laughs> want to redeem these Harrods loyalty vouchers at Battersea Dogs Home. Yeah. How do I do that? So it, you can't. Okay. This is a short answer. You can only do it with retailers and brands and banks who have signed up to be a part of this uh, revolution, which we're calling Empower and Generosity. So at the moment, that you, uh, you can do it if you're a Quidco customer, you can do it if you're an employee of Lloyds Bank, because we're also live with Lloyds Bank in their employee benefits space. We have a few more lined up, presumably. We've got some very exciting news coming up in the next few weeks and months. We expect to get to about 20% penetration of every loyalty account within four years. That turns it into a very significant uh, opportunity for consumers to make a difference to the things they care about. Any challenger banks yet? We're talking closely to two, with a bit of a different spin on the proposition, actually. What they're talking about is they have marketplaces mm -hmm. where you can do additional uh, um, activities away from core banking. And what we are talking to them about is actually having a I want to make a donation to charity space on their marketplace. It's surprisingly hard to make a donation to charity if you don't have cash in a collection bucket. There's 200,000 charities in the UK today and you try finding the way to make a payment to one of them. One of the things we learned early in the journey is that charities aren't great at solving this problem themselves. There's been great progress around contactless charity tins. There's a few companies doing some of that space and some pretty big ones, actually, which is great to see. But there's nothing in the mobile giving space. So what we're talking to the challenger banks about is offering a, a simple mobile donation platform as part of their suite. So let's dig into the 
to the bin of confusion. So we, we have this bin of confusion, um, but... You dive in first. So charities are having a hard time at the moment. Do you see four good causes as having a role in building trust between charities and the general public? To a certain extent, yes, I do. What we've seen over the last year, since some of the larger charities have had some fairly significant, seismic, I guess you could say, incidents, is no drop whatsoever in the amount of money being given to charity by consumers. What's changed is who they're giving it to. And they've tended to focus more on the smaller local charities, maybe their local preschool. 70% of schools in this country are registered charities. They have to be because they can't afford to put books on their shelves otherwise. So people have started to focus a little bit more on the smaller, more local charities, but they're still giving a lot. One of the things we do, because we are making significant donations to a large number of charities, we've got to be a little bit careful. We want to make sure that we're not using Tesco points to fund terrorism in the name of a charity. So that would not be good. We don't want to, Tesco fund terrorism is not a good... It's, 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 no. just, got, it's just got a whole bad headline yeah. sat right there, hasn't yeah. it? So we do do quite a lot of due diligence. Um, in order to be a recipient charity, and at the moment we've got 14,000 recipient charities, to be a recipient charity you've got to be a UK registered charity, which means you've gone through all of the uh, Charities Commission governance. We do sanction screening, we do ongoing checks to make sure that charities are behaving properly, that they're not sitting there on huge piles of cash which isn't moving, that they're not interlinked in strange ways. So we're doing quite a lot to make sure that the money is being used by charities who are using it for good purposes. And I think that will help to show consumers that actually I'm not just throwing my money around to something that might not be done very well. I've seen Robert do a lot of window shopping um, in Oxfam. Is Oxfam on your on your books? Oxfam are a charity to whom we can distribute, yes. Clearly they've had issues. But some consumers, some people still value the work that they do, and rightly so. Some of what Oxfam does is hugely valuable. One of the things we have made the decision to do is to leave as much choice as we can in the hands of the consumer. So if the, if the charity is still registered with the Charity Commission, if the charity passes governance and, and scrutiny, then we will still allow value to transfer to that charity if that's what the consumer wants i don't think it's a, it, it would be right for us to uh, to filter down the amount of charities that people can choose to donate to and is it based on numbers like if you've got one person that wants to donate to one charity and no one else wants to would you still enable that yeah we will we do have a bare minimum we'll only make a transfer of value if it exceeds five pounds simply because we've got some fixed costs associated with the uh, the distribution of the cash but anything over five pounds, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to dive back in for one one last... And just uh, before you ask the question, okay. you can't set up Save the Robert Fund as a charity. Really? Why not? I thought he already had. Yes, that's <laughs> S-O-R. <laughs> what is next in bringing for good causes to the attention of the public? You ask a great question at a great time. We're trying to start a revolution here. And we're doing it in the context of it's, uh, it requires an ecosystem. Retailers have to participate. Charities have to promote it to their supporters. We facilitate the bit that sits in the middle. Best way we can see to drive that is to get consumers to demand it. So we've done a lot of research. Um, everybody gets it. I'd like to uh, give them to charity. Yes, it's an obvious proposition. But we need some noise. So there will be a campaign starting in the next few weeks where we are using some of our celebrities and we're using some of our media and we're using some of our pretty strong social media following 
to drum up some noise around this topic where the message is, they're my points. What do you mean I can't give them to charity? Can you name the celebrities yet? I mean, yeah, some of them. So we had a really nice campaign called Recycle My Rewards in about July of this year. And we got a whole bunch of celebrities filming videos of themselves saying, explaining the For Good Causes proposition and saying why they liked it and what charity they would choose to support. We had people like Bryony Gordon, the Telegraph journalist, mm-hmm. Rory Bremner, who did it in the style of Donald Trump. <laughs> Um, it was, it was hilarious. In fact, Mika Simmons, who's the, uh, one of our ambassadors, she's an actress in the UK. Keir Sim- Simmons, her brother, he's an NBC reporter in New York. The Keir Simmons piece got picked up by uh, James Corden and he got interested in it and he tweeted it out across his following of 10.2 million. So, what we... That's am- close to us, <laughs> What we managed to achieve on a marketing budget of pretty much the square root of nothing because we're a startup, we can't afford to spend lots of money on marketing. And, you know, we've got to keep the business running. running. So we, what's nice is, this is charitable. Everybody gets it. Everybody wants to support it. Uh, celebrities have got behind it. So we hope to see a significant groundswell. And the target is we want a million people on change.org saying, they're my point. What do you mean? I can't Thank you very much, Steve Wilkes. Really appreciate your time. Real pleasure. Thank you for the time. Thank you.